Peace, peace, and welcome to another special episode of Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. We are at episode 63. Uh, I want to just say peace to all of the listeners, all of the viewers that tune in on a regular. As you know, we put out a brand new episode every Friday, which can be found on our YouTube channel, Out the Box TV, as well as uh, the audio podcast uh, via you know platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Overcast, Stitcher, wherever you generally uh you know seek out podcasts. So you know I've been kind of rocking in the beginning of the year, you know, and just kind of going week after week. And I have to say, man, you know, I it's been fun. I, I've been having a great time. I think last year we. You know, we did a lot last year in terms of the audio shows. Uh, but this year, as I said, I really wanted to start putting more shows out on the YouTube platform. As y'all know, man, um, Out The Box TV been around for quite some time, man, well over a decade. And, you know, this is the first year where I'm, like, becoming very, very consistent again in years putting out new episodes. So I hope that y'all are enjoying the interviews that you see. You know, um, and also that you hear, they are available. Uh, I try to put snippets out on Instagram as well as on, you know, our Twitter and Facebook page. I want to give a shout out to my co-host, A-Level. You know, um, big ups to him, man. He got some things that he's working on in the pipeline that you guys will probably hear soon. You know, so, yeah, man, I just want to give my love and shout out to all the listeners and fans that's been rocking with us, man. The gratitude is greatly you know there man you know and we got our merch site up now too so make sure you go to outtheboxmedia.com to go check that out um we got um we got our um patreon page as well where you know we give you um exclusive interview clips that you've never heard before so you got to be a subscriber to actually you know access those interview clips but it's only available for our patreon subscribers so you know definitely follow the website, I'm going to put the banner up. It's outtheboxmedia.com. And, you know, become a subscriber for free, you know, just so that we could keep you connected um, with uh, all the things that we're doing. You, the people that subscribe to our website usually are the first people to hear the shows when it comes out. And, you know, we keep you updated with all the other stuff happening with Out The Box. So uh, without further ado, you know, we got a new show today. Like I said, this is episode 63. And uh, I have an artist with me that I've been checking out for a little while now, you know, and um, her music is extremely innovative, creative, it's thought provoking, you know, um, it, it just pushes boundaries, you know, and um, as you guys know, we're out the box, we are about putting the artists out there that's pushing the culture forward. And I feel like she's doing a wonderful job elevating hip hop culture and, you know, just, you know, doing her thing as a young musician. So um, just a little insight about her. She put out an album earlier this year uh, in January. It was called, uh, it's called uh, With The Shifts. But prior to that, last year was like a really busy year for her. Uh, and she put out a project with a sister named Jay Words, who's a producer, under the group name Ear. So, um, and that project really, really, it really blew my mind when I heard it, man. So some of y'all might be familiar with this sister, but if you're not, we're going to make sure you get familiarized tonight. 
So without further ado, I want to welcome to our Out the Box Talks viewing and listening audience, my sister Halen from Brooklyn, New York. You know what I'm saying? Representing the city that Out the Box is from. You know, um, like I said, she's been doing her thing and I'm so excited to have her on the show. So I want to give a warm welcome to my sister, Masai, from Brooklyn, New York, holding it down on Out the Box Talks. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for that introduction, first of all. <laughs> that That's was fire. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a pleasure to have you. You know, and like I said, man, like your your music is is really innovative and I, I love the direction that you take it creatively. So I want to talk to you about that today. How are you, first of all? How's everything with you at this point in time? I'm great. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, I, I just been working, um, creating, trying to stay, you know, tunnel vision. Um, but yes, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just happy to continue to do this, right? Like, I, I'm really invested in in the culture and, you know, showcasing artists like yourself who really have something special to offer to the art form. So, like I said, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Indeed. So, I want to get into some of your projects, right? Particularly the latest one, you know, with the ships, but as well the Velocity Project. But before I do that, I like to give the artists an opportunity to tell the listeners out there a little bit about yourself. So um, tell me a little bit about your history. How did this music journey become a reality for you? When did it all start? Well, I would say my first, uh, like, moments or experiences with music were really young, at a really young age, you know, I have, you know, cousins and, um, you know, aunties and uncles, my mom, you know, I have a lot of people who've been, you know, like in hip hop culture, whether they were producers or rappers. So I had that surrounded by me growing up. Um, so I would say my earliest moments with it have been from young. Um, and when I was about like 14, I put out a mixtape, 14, 15, put out my first mixtape. Um, and once I got into college, I started gigging a lot in Brooklyn. I've been gigging for probably like since 2015, 2014. So it's been a, it's been a minute of me like just performing, like just to make ends meet. Um, but yeah, here I am now. <laughs> That's dope, man. That's dope. You know, and I, I could actually hear it. Like, you sound very seasoned, you know. Like, even though I know you're young and, you know, we're just getting a chance. A lot of people are just getting a chance to hear you. It seems like this has been something that has been brewing for a long time. You know, sure. I, I actually um watched, listened to an interview where you spoke about your you having, like, history with jazz can you talk a little bit about how jazz has influenced you and just your outlook as an artist mm -hmm. yeah so again like with jazz too like my growing up like my grandmother was a jazz vocalist um my grandfather plays latin jazz he's panamanian 
Um, and when younger, I don't think I had as much of an appreciation for it as, you know, just like having it around and being very familiar with it. Um, but when I got older, like into high school, into college, you know, jazz became something that I found a deep appreciation for just in terms of it being such intellectual music. I feel like jazz is so like similar to, you know, hip hop in the means of, even when you think about like jazz heads, these like, they were just like some hood dudes, like making intellectual, you know, music, you know? Um, so yeah, jazz definitely like informs most things that I make. It's that improvisational, going with the flow type of vibe. That's dope, that's dope. Yeah, and I like, I, I hear, you know, I hear bits of it like throughout your music, you know, so I could definitely see that influence. Now, automatically, when your name comes up, right, I think, um, and, and probably most people think about it, uh, they actually relate it to the Maasai people of Kenya and Tanzania. Now, tell me mm -hmm. how much of your name is actually inspired by the Maasai people of Africa. Um, all of it is. <laughs> um, that's my actual name, my birth name for one. <laughs> and I just feel like it encapsulates, you know, not not even only who I am, but, you know, in terms of like who I want to be, you know, Maasai tribe, they're warriors, you know, um, Maasai women are a badass, you know, like I just, um, yeah, what can I say? It's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you, too. I was like, maybe that's her real name, you know. But, you know, nowadays you're like, OK, that could be just a name. So I'm glad that um you you know you were able to speak on that. So like that is so I would say like that, that energy's probably been with you from young. Like, you know, the, the whole understanding of the Maasai. Like when so let me ask you, being that you were born with that name, like when did when do you remember getting sat down and like Ex someone like in your family, whether your mom or dad, kind of explaining like their reasoning for the name and the history of, of the Maasai people. Do you remember, you know, getting that information young? Um, Somewhat, for sure. Well, actually, like growing up, my family, a lot of them called me Buffy. Um, That was like my nickname. Um, But also people called me Maasai. And they added an E at the end because they felt like Maasai was just like so much of a strong name for like a little kid. Mm. So I didn't actually come into that name until like the ending of high school where I was like, okay, this is my name. Everybody's saying Maasai, you know, like, let me, let me own this now. You know, like I'm coming into my womanhood. Um, but yeah, my mom definitely liked the name because I think she thought I would be a boy actually. And she, you know, it's a kind of unisex name, you know, and she just really appreciates the tribe and the culture. Dope, dope. Have <laughs> you ever like, I mean, I, I don't know, but have you ever like visited, uh, you know, Tanzania or Kenya to actually see them? I haven't, but definitely, definitely plan on making some trips, not only there, but to, you know, several places on the continent, for sure. Dope, dope. That's good to hear. So 
the project that you put out last year entitled Velocity with uh, producer Jay Words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, like I said, I want to talk to you about that. But um, I, I kind of want to go a little bit back just to talk about how you and Jay Words came together. Can you talk about how y'all even came together to collaborate? Facts. Um, yeah, well, me and Jen met 2017 um, at a show in Bushwick. Um, we were both on the bill. And it was an amazing show that night. Everybody killed it. It was my first time seeing Jen. It was Jen's, J-Words. It was J-Words' first time seeing me. Um, And so right off the rip, we were just like, all right, we got to work together. Like, this would be crazy. Like, you're mad good at producing. This is innovative. This is cool. You know, I'm good at rapping. Let's do this. But we didn't actually start... um, making music for real for real together until 2019 really um but we spent the time before just kind of cultivating our friendship so she's my, she's a music collaborator but also a really good friend of mine that's yeah. what's up that's what's up you mm-hmm. know i got to say you know you guys have a very good chemistry together right like you could just you could just hear it on the project. And even when, you know, I see you guys in pictures together or even mm-hmm. like little videos I've seen, it just seems like y'all just, y'all just mess so well. Uh, what, what do you think has enabled you guys to have such a good chemistry? Now, I also say this, I know that you guys are ear signs. So mm-hmm. in addition to that, I would say like, what do you think meshes? Or if maybe you want to just add on to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're always like Aquimini, Aquimini, because yeah, I'm a Gemini. Um, Jay Words is an Aquarius. Um, so it's the air sign. We're real logical. We're real. We're real in our heads. But on top of that, both of us are like mad chill. Like we're chill individuals, and that really like for me, that's like a thing. If I'm gonna be around you a lot, you gotta know how to just vibe out, cause my energy, you know? <laughs> so I think that that was one thing that really meshed us together. We had similar, like, just temperaments. That's what's um, up. For sure. I mm-hmm. could definitely I could definitely see the air signs, too, because I'm an air sign. I'm an Aquarius. So hey, um, that dang. whole kind of, you know, going all into a whole different world and stuff and just kind of being by yourself, like, I totally get that, you know? And I, I see that's mm-hmm. also a theme that kind of reoccurs in the Velocity album. Mm-hmm. But um, that's dope. That's dope. So, velocity. So let's let's talk about velocity because I want to talk about with the shifts, but I want to really just dissect velocity first, mm-hmm. and then we'll go into yeah. with the shifts. Mm-hmm. So, velocity, right? Um, the term itself is defined as the speed of something in a given direction. Mm-hmm. When did y'all realize that y'all were grooving in the right direction with this album? Mm. I would say after the first couple, well, honestly, after each song, we realized it more and more because the first song we recorded was Toxic Behaviors, which is the last song or the second to last song on the project. Um, And we were like, okay, that's fire. Then the next song was a completely different vibe. I can't even remember which one it was, but it was a completely different vibe. And we were like, oh, we got a lot of different, you know, different flavors happening here. Um, and so the title Velocity, that was a, that was one of the last things that we came up with. 
um, it definitely the project kind of definitely like crescendos. Mm. It like goes, you know, it kind of gets faster, gets more dancey, starts kind of cerebral. So that was kind of like the idea behind that. Dope, dope, dope. Mm-hmm. So I actually want to talk about some of the lyrics on the album, right? And um, one of the first songs that really stuck out to me, you know, and I mean, you're saying a lot on this project in the first place. Like you really, I think the project is made for the listener to go back and listen over and over again and, and discover something new. So one of the songs that like I said that stuck out to me was Precious Silence. Mm-hmm. It's the second track on the album. And you have a lyric where you say, how it feels to miss out on your blessings. Ain't it hard? I don't mm-hmm. take it out on God. I just know some people are frauds. Pick their cards and blame it on hell. You really want to save your own self. You can't put a payment on wealth. You can't put your spirit on sale. And you continue on. Mm-hmm. Very profound lines, by the way. Thank but you. I wanted, to exp- I wanted you to explain what you meant when you said, you can't put a payment on wealth. What does that mm-hmm. line mean in regards to the message you wanted to convey? Word. I, I guess I just wanted to communicate the idea that, you know, if we're focused on, you know, capital all the time, we're always focused on material, but we're not, you know, focusing inwards and, you know, on being authentic people, um, then we're going to end up, we're going to end up messed up and unhappy, you know? And so I guess that's kind of what I was, um, that's kind of what I was alluding to yeah. in that, you know? That makes sense. You know, I, 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 it stuck out to me because, you know, when you think about wealth, right? Like, you know, like I, I'm going back to the line where you say, um, you can't put payment on wealth. Like you're dealing with two financial terms here, right? Payment right. Mm-hmm. and wealth, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it was dope how you, you put them together, but yet they mean two different things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, that was dope. And I, and you do that a lot Thank in you. your music. There's these little juxtapositions of like clever wordplay. So, um, I gotta say big ups to you for, you know, that, that kind of approach. Now, Thank you. indeed, indeed. <clears throat> There's another track on, on that album. It's called Breathe Through It. And it starts off with a spoken word interlude where you say, uh, I'm whole and complete by myself. My reliance on external forces does not allow me to progress within myself, but instead hinders me from true introspection and self-evolution. I allow myself to be inspired by external forces, though, and grow from my, ex- my relationships with others that are not bound by codependency or possession. Now, of course, you go on to say more, but I just want to stop there to just say, yo, that's deep line in general, like just a deep line to kind of start the, the song off it. So mm-hmm. I wanted to know, like, what inspired you to open the track with those words? Well... Yeah, those words are actually an affirmation. That's an affirmation that I say to myself often. I was saying to myself very often, I kind of slacked a little bit, <laughs> but that's an affirmation I wrote, 
you know, when I wake up in the mornings to just get myself right for my day. Um, and I thought that it was fitting um, to put it on that song based on the way that uh, the lyrics that I wrote to the song um, were kind of in affirmation. So the lyrics kind of continues the affirmation um, in a lot of ways, just, you know, I go on to to say, you know, be who you want to be. I'm an entity and I don't need external validation as long as I'm feeling me. You know, like I'm kind of affirming throughout the song as well. I could see that. I could see that. And and the reason why I asked, you know, what inspired it, because it off the bat, it sounded like it was something you created, but it also sounded like it, it could have been something that came from, a, you know, like some, some type of, um, you know, inspirational text, you know? So the fact that you wrote it is dope. Like, you know, and you you. actually recite your own words as an affirmation every day. Like, that's dope. Thank you. Have you ever thought of um, maybe creating like some type of um, book or some type of, you know, written material that's based on affirmations that other people can benefit from? Yes, I definitely have. I'm glad that you that you said that. That's so cool. But yeah, definitely have thought about doing that for a little merch situation um nice at some point nice nice yeah man i mean like it it, like i said when i when i heard it it sounded like something that was already in a text that was already published you know what i mean so yeah that's good that's good to know all right so um i just want to say you are lagging a little bit like your the video might be lagging a little bit so if Mm -hmm. it continues maybe you could just come in and come back out you know come back out and come back in but we'll keep rocking. All right. Okay. So just to add on to that actual song, right? I sense that, you know, you're talking about independence as well, too. So I wanted to ask you, like, what, like in reference to that line, like, uh, why, why is that level of independence and freedom so important to your happiness? So when you talk about, you know, um, you know, not being, you know, not being hindered, you know, from the outside forces, you know, the external forces and, you know, being whole and complete by yourself. Like it talks about, you know, a level of independent. And I, I think air signs could really understand that too. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just talk to me about why, what, what is empowering about your independence that you, you know, and your freedom that you, you want to have for yourself um, away from, you know, external forces. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that like for for one, like you got to be with yourself and, you know, be good with yourself to really like know yourself for one, you know. Um, and then two, um, if you're not whole, you're never going to find happiness elsewhere. You can't let external forces, you know, tear you down when they're not even going to give you anything for real because you don't have anything yourself, you know. So yeah, autonomy is like super important to me and super important for me to affirm over and over again, Um, especially as a woman, because I feel like, you know, growing up, you talk about conditioning and gender roles and stuff. I feel like a lot of the times, you know, girl girl children aren't um, taught autonomy, you know, aren't taught independence, they're taught, you know, nurturing and you know those that's a great that's a great skill as well that every human should have but autonomy is something i definitely always want to affirm over and over again Mm. for myself definitely 
Where would you say your inspiration for that mindset came from? Well, for one, I grew up like an only child. I'm the only child for my mother. Um, and uh, I was largely raised by my grandmother. So I think that, you know, I always been, you know, I would just go in the corner and like escape into my mind and be off somewhere like as a kid, you know. Um, so being independent and being, you know, in solitude has always been really important to me. Um, and I think as I grow older, you know, it's hard, it's more, it's harder to just, you know, escape like that. Um, so just making sure that I keep, I keep that energy locked up. Got yeah. it. Got <laughs> it. So my favorite track on Velocity has to be Toxic Behavior. Uh, I mean, Jay words just definitely did her thing on the beat. It's like, as soon as that beat drops, it's just like so addicting, like, you know, the just the, the vibe, right? But, um, you know, due to his fast pace, it's honest, it honestly seems pretty difficult to rap over. So my question to you is how difficult was it for you to rap over this beat? And how'd you decide the lyrical approach you would take? Mm. Um, first of all, every J words beat is a challenge to get on. It's not going to be some, oh, it's not easy, you know? <laughs> um, and I love that about her beats because I like a challenge. It, it you know, sharpens me, strengthens me um, as a writer. Um, with Toxic Behaviors, uh, it was difficult to get on it. Um, but I'm trying to think like how I thought to approach it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just came to me. Usually I sit there for a minute with the beat and I'm just like with it, trying to find pockets. And I found a cool pocket that felt kind of dancey to me and I just stuck with it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Cause when you listen to the track, there's, there's there's one way that you're rapping and then I think somewhere a little bit into the track, you switch it up and that's really cool too. I can't remember the actual, you know, the pattern, but you know, it sounds really good when you switch it up. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I could tell like just listening to the entire project, like her beats are definitely not for the faint of heart when it comes to emceeing, you know, so that's dope that you were able to take on that challenge. Facts, yeah. And I notice like now, like I get I'm better and better at attacking them now. Like whenever she sends me a beat, I'm like, yeah. We've kind of synced up in that way at this point. Dope, dope. Mm -hmm. So, so y'all put yeah. out Velocity last year in September. And mm -hmm. up to this point, it's been digitally available exclusively on Bandcamp. How mm -hmm. has the Bandcamp exclusivity thus far benefited y'all? Um, well, for one, we really fuck with Bandcamp. I, like, am a big, like, I'm pro Bandcamp because in terms of just artist integrity um, and, you know, it just feels like an artist's culture, you know, in comparison to a lot of other streaming platforms. And then in terms of, you know, compensation, like getting... 0. 0.000 something of a cent is honestly, it's just not sustainable for independent artists, you know? And so Bandcamp has been 
really receptive and there's been like a shift in the culture, I would say, since quarantine started. People really like going to support artists probably because they can't support them, you know, physically at shows. Um, and so there's been a shift in the culture and I'm hoping that it, it you know, stays that way, um, you know, post yeah. quarantine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bandcamp is pretty inspiring, man. Like, um, I'm I'm very plugged into the releases that come out regularly on Bandcamp, and I love wow. the fact that you know it it um, you know it it, it promote you know it really supports the artists, you know, and that artists can choose to have their music exclusively on there up until they decide to put it on streaming on the other streaming platforms or not. Now, I imagine that a lot of your fans that were already rocking with y'all supported by picking this album up on Bandcamp, right? Mm -hmm. But how were y'all able to gain a new fan base from this project without it being on any other digital streaming platforms? Like how were y'all able to garner new people that weren't checking for y'all before? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's also been the love and the support being shown from, you know, one, you know, supporters who are like sharing the music with their peoples, their friends, um, as well as, you know, certain media outlets also doing the same thing and just supporting music on Bandcamp in general, um, especially in quarantine where artists are not, you know, being sustained because shows are canceled, you know, that culture I feel like also increased. Um, so, yeah. Well said, well said. So I actually want to um, shift gears to talk about with the shifts. But before I do that, what I want to do is I'm going to take a little break just to, you know, shout out some stuff about Out the Box. And I'll have you come back in, being that you were lagging a little bit, and see, okay. come out and come back in. And let's see if it, it goes a little bit better. All right? Okay, got it. Okay. So we're going to be right back. I got Sister Masai with me on Out the Box Talks. We having a good conversation. She's gonna come back in cause she, you know her computer internet was lagging a little bit, but we gonna bring her back in. So please stay with us. We are not going nowhere. Again, this is Out the Box Talks, episode 60, 63, yeah, 63. Um, so um, let me just put up the banner. Remember to go to our website, outtheboxmedia.com where you can actually subscribe and, you know, just keep updated with everything we got going with Out The Box Talks. Also, you can go to our Patreon page where you can subscribe there to become an ex uh, to get exclusive interview content that you've never heard before. It's only available to our Patreon subscribers. And um, I'm going to throw up, uh, you know, our Cash App, right? And also, so if you want to donate to Out The Box and support the movement, you could uh, also go to our Cash App which uh, is on the screen. That's cash tag out the box rep. We also are on PayPal. So if you want to donate there, you go to paypal.me slash out the box media. And also our podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts. Just look for out the box talks. All right. So I just wanted to share that with the listeners. Any support that you guys can give is, is definitely appreciated. Uh, you can go to our Big Cartel site where you can get, you know, the out-the-box media shirt. Um, and, you know, we got snap snapback hats. 
and other stuff. We got some baseball um shirts up on the site too. So yeah, man, definitely support as much as y'all can or if y'all can, all right? So we're going to get back to our interview. Uh, I got Sister Masai, who is a native Brooklyn Knight, really talented. We're talking about her Velocity album. We're going to talk now about the uh, project that she got called With The Ships. So I'm going to bring Masai back on the stream. Thank you, Masai. I appreciate you coming back on. All right. Right. All right. So wonderful. So we got Masai back. So I wanted, like I said, I want to talk to you about this new project that you came out with in January called With the Ships. Tell me how this project itself unfolded. With the Ships. With the Ships was, you know, something that I meditated on for a while um, in terms of coming up with what I wanted to what I wanted to say. Um and the project was definitely just in a time where a lot of shifts were happening in my life, a lot of changes changes were happening. And I realized that it was a constant theme in my life. Um, so I just wanted to make a project to, you know, talk about that and dissect that, but also honor that and honor my own ability to be able to be adaptable, you know, in the face of change. Um, and so that, is the way that that uh, project sparked or it came about. Dope, dope, dope. Now, immediately when you see the title, right, I feel like there's a double entendre happening there, right? So we know the saying with the shits, right? <laughs> but then we have with the ships. Talk to me about the significance of the title, like the actual wording with the ships. Right. How did that come about? Um, um, I think it came about just by thinking like, wow, like I just, I really be with the shifts. Like I be with the shifts, you know, and you, you know, they're kind of intercha interchangeable, like in some ways, but with the shifts is just, I feel it, it just resonates a little deeper. Um, when it's like, wow, I really be just moving. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I could dig it. I could dig it. Now, mm -hmm. the project in itself, although it it's not produced by one person, it actually sounds cohesive. So talk to me about, you know, how you got the producers, like who produced it and how did you get them involved to have that particular cohesive sound that I hear in mm -hmm. this project? Facts. Well, yeah, three amazing, prolific producers. Um, Nelson Bandela, Contour, Laron, they're all, you know, great artists on their own. Um, yeah, I, I definitely have a particular, I guess, or particular sounds that I know that I'm attracted to. Um, I like a lot of deep, dirty bass. I like, you know, off kilter drums. Um, and I like, you know, interesting uh, melodies. And I feel like all of the producers on the album definitely have strengths in, the, in those areas. Um, so yeah, I'm so honored to have worked with all of them. 
Dope. How, how far do you go back with them? Like, was this like, did you know them for some time or are you just kind of meeting them? What's the history? Um, I definitely have, um, you know, spent time with all of them in real time, in real life. Um, I can call all of them friends of mine. Um, the years kind of like vary, you know, a lot, you know, I just, I know them off of like the scene, like just, you know, going out to show, experiencing community, community together. Um, Laron is actually my cousin, um, but we also met, you know, for the first time face to face, just on some community shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Dope, dope, dope. So I think one of the most intriguing things about the album is the artwork. There's a picture of you on the cover seated, dressed in white, and there's, you know, like drawing depicted drawings depicted over the image. And I even see like a crown over your head. Can you explain the significance of the cover art and what's actually happening with the depiction? Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. Um, the idea behind the cover art was to showcase um, me in, you know, multiplicity or kind of like different facet facets. So there were, you know, different layers over the picture. And, you know, the picture was in black and white, but then the, the overlays were like neon. So that's kind of an old to, um, a old to like old and new. Sorry. You good. Um, but yeah, that's an old to just like old and new. Um, yeah, there's kind of a lot of different things happening. Me and the person who created the artwork went, you know, back and forth exchanging ideas. And Dapo Da Vinci is his name, super conceptual artist. Um, and Kristen Powell took the photography beforehand. Also an amazing photographer. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, like, yeah. it's one of those projects that, um, like, the cover art grabs you. You know, like, it, it, you know, you because I saw it circulating a bit and I'm like, and I, I'll be honest, like, this year is the first time I'm even getting to know you as well as your group air. So mm -hmm. that artwork pulled me in. So they did a good thing in pulling, pulling me in because Thank it you. makes you curious to know, like, you know, like the art speaks in certain ways mm -hmm. that will intrigue someone to find out more. And I think that's what the cover art did for me. Thank you. Indeed. So the second track on the project is entitled Grace Jones. And I really like the vibe of this one. It's, it's one of my favorites on the project. You have a line where you say, y'all be moving oddly unprofessional, but I can't bring my body to the festival in a cold city. I'm trying to dodge the Eskimos. First of all, very dope line. Thank you. But you could correct me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. it sounds like it was a clever way of you critiquing the hypersexual image that's often like perpetuated in urban music today. Can you expound a little bit on that line? 
Hmm. Okay. That, well, that's an interesting way to see it. I'm always like open to people's interpretations of Word. stuff because I think it's super dope that things can have multiple different meanings based on perception. But in that, um, I guess I was trying to say, you know, y'all be moving oddly unprofessional. I'm kind of critiquing, you know, the social structure and critiquing like white supremacy. Um, like y'all moving oddly unprofessional, you know, yeah, the way y'all moving, you know, you know, Trump in a white house or, you know, um, but I can't bring my body to the festival. You know, I can't, I can't act crazy. I can't get crazy with you, you know? Um, and then in the cold city, I'm just trying to dodge the Eskimos. Um, and then I go on to say, kissing with their noses, trying to sniff for something special they could take and sell. So I'm, I feel the whole time I'm kind of like critiquing, you could think of it as, you know, any oppressive gaze, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's like a hyper patriarchal gaze, you know, that objectifies, you know, women and their bodies. Um, so I guess you, yeah, you could see it as any kind of oppressive gaze. I dig it. I dig it. Wonderful. So, um, another track on the project is called, uh, Nine Lives. Where um you got a line where you say, "You brave if you honest with yourself." Some dudes can't take the truth. It's honoring that. Why do you think it's so difficult for some people to face the truth of themselves? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it'd be hard. You know, I like I recognize that as a tough thing it's nice you know it's easier said than done i think that a lot of the times you know we don't want to take accountability because that takes work you know it takes work to hold yourself accountable you know it's even harder to hold yourself accountable when you don't actually even have the space to chill and just self-reflect you know people are you know overworked and you know overlooking themselves so I think there's so many reasons why somebody would not want to face the truth about themselves. But at the end of the day, we have to hold ourselves accountable, especially if we're trying to hold other people accountable, you know? Yeah, definitely. I could dig that. So my favorite track, I got to say, on the project, like I said, um, you know, the Grace Jones track is definitely one of my favorites, but I think the one that just catches me off off you know right off the rip is um the actual track called the ships which features fellow mc akai solo um i really like how his vocals comes in on the track and you do your thing i didn't even think he was gonna rap on that track to be honest with you like because he comes in and he's spitting through it and then i'm like all right this is probably gonna be just a solo feature for him and then you come through and you rock it so i was mm -hmm. glad to hear you on the track because i was like i just really like the beat and I was like, I'm glad that you, you spit on it. But talk to me about Akai Solo, because, um, you know, I've been hearing about him a little bit. But um, tell me how far you and him go back and how he actually became a part of this track. Mm -hmm. Akai Solo, that's the bro. Um, I've actually known Akai longer than I've known most of the rappers that I know now, you know? Um, probably go back to like 2013 vibes. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely salute Akai. I feel like we're, you know, we're kind of always placed, you know, in each other's, you know, lives or in, you know, the same communities. Um, but yeah, Akai is fire. Akai has the craziest, you know, pockets and flows. He goes where you don't think he's going to go. Mad dope. Dope, dope. Yeah, man. Like, I, I think he released a project last year that I, I, I honestly didn't get a chance to really listen to thoroughly. But this particular track made me more interested. You know, mm -hmm. you got those tracks that, like, you'll hear somebody featured on somebody's record and... You might have heard their name before, but just the way they came across on the record makes you now interested in going back. So I, I got to big you up for putting them on the record because now I'm like interested in really tapping into more of his music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yo, tap in with bro. He, uh, Akai has lots of music too. Lots of music out. Lots of, lots of gems and jewels all scattered all throughout his discography for sure. Dope, dope. Now, earlier you spoke about the scene, right? And you, when we were talking about some of the producers on the project and you were talking about, you know, meeting mm -hmm. them in the scene. Now, talk to me about the scene because, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn in the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to say, like, the scene of hip-hop in New York has changed a lot, right? I can't even tell you what the scene is. Um, but you talk to me about that. Like, what is what scene? What is the scene that you came up in, uh, mm -hmm. and what people need to know about it? Because I, I do feel like there's a scene out there, but I'm as a New Yorker myself, I'm not as plugged in, um, you know, with the, the the new generation today. So share share some uh, you know some insight on the scene. <laughs> okay, facts. I kind of facepalmed while you were saying that because. I'm I'm kind of like salty that I used the term scene because it sounds real like you know, but um, <laughs> but I guess it's a thing. Um, yeah, I get. I mean, there's so many different like communities. They overlap with each other sometimes, um, but. Uh, there's definitely a, a, you know, a big culture right now, I would say, in New York City that is just on some boundary pushing, you know, like forward Black music vibes, you know, lots of that happening. Um, so much of it happening. It's so inspiring. And, um... What what would you say has inspired that, right? Because for quite some time, there was this thing in the hip-hop community where we were saying, like, you know, New York fell off, right? New York mm -hmm. is, is not innovative anymore. It's taking whatever is popping, and they're, you know, they're pretty much regurgitating that, right? Um, mm -hmm. And we, we are the city that, you know, is the birthplace of hip-hop. So, and I can see a lot of innovation in in this scene that you talk about so what do you what what is where's the music being inspired from for this scene hmm well for one i will say this i think that like new york has changed you know a lot and 
A lot of it has to do with gentrification, you know, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, a lot of people, even a lot of people who come to make, you know, music here or are Brooklyn based, you know, a lot of them weren't, you know, they weren't bred by the city itself. Um, so I think that right now there's a, New York is a melting pot. It's a mix of people coming from all different walks of life. Even if they're American, they're coming from different parts of, you know, the country. And there's a lot of different influences there. Um, I will say that, you know, even though I'm a Brooklyn diehard, Brooklyn bred, you know, like I rep that to the fullest. Um, I will say that it is inspiring, though, to be surrounded by Black people, you know, from, you know, different walks of life coming together and all, you know, about Black music, you know? Um, yeah, so yeah. Dope, dope. If you care to share, like, who are some of the artists that you think make up this scene, right? Um, like, the innovative artists that people should be checking for. I know you said Akai, but, you know, like, who are some other people um, that what? You, you shout out that's kind of doing that innovative music and really, you know, making it happen? Mm -hmm. For sure. I would say, you know, Kumbaya, who's also, you know, um, a New York native um, and also on With the Shifts. Um, as well as other people who are, you know, like not from New York, um, you know, Jay Words, who's just neighboring, she's from Jersey, you know, um, Kia, um, Amani, who's also a New York native, um, Nelson, you know, Contour, Leron, you know, all of these people are, are just boundary pushing. Dope, Nappy dope. Nina, the list honestly goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a, sure. a good uh, a good um, reference is to look at the features on your projects. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, you occasionally sing on some of your records, and I gotta say, it definitely sounds dope, right? I also hear you, you like harmonizing and ad libs, all of that's there with the vocalizing. Uh, will there be a chance for? a full singing project from you in the future? Because like I said, I think you do a good job when you sing on your projects. Thank you. Um, will there be a full singing project? It's, po it's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, I have been singing for a real long time. Um, singing is hard. You know, it's a hard thing. Um, but I love... I love the craft. Sometimes it even comes like more instinctually than rapping does because I would say I'm a writer for real, you know, like I sit down and I think, you know, <laughs> about stuff for a minute, you know, and come up with it. Sometimes, you know, faster, it comes it comes faster than others, but singing is very like instinctual to me when I, I sing walking around the house. Um, so yeah, it's a possibility for sure. I think what I will say is I think that, you know, as a rapper and as a as a woman, it was definitely something to me to make sure that I make my mark as a rapper. Because for some odd reason, when you rap and you sing, especially if you're a woman, people start trying to take your rap card away from you. 
you know, in a way that's like, and I'm like, no, I, I, I do this, okay? This is what I do. Um, so yeah, that amongst the fact that, you know, singing is much harder to do. I, I'll say this, I'll say mm-hmm. this. From what I've heard from you lyrically as an MC, I don't think you got anything to worry about in terms of your rap card being taken away. But, you know, I think when you say it, the, the, the singing is instinctual, I think that's something that maybe um, you could, you know, you continue to pay attention to because you could probably create a project in that way, you know, like just in that right vibe of doing it off of instinct. Um, I think mm-hmm. nowadays, like the rules are like this. People are just breaking all kinds of rules, right? And um, like music rules, and you know, some of sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but I, I I'm a proponent of like you know pushing boundaries and just trying new stuff. So hopefully mm-hmm. in the future, you know, we we do get a chance to hear something like that, even if it's a short project, like maybe a four track, you know, just vocalizing. You know, I look forward to that. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. Indeed. So an underlying theme in a number of your projects deal with the word direction. Like with the shifts, Mm -hmm. it's dealing Mm -hmm. with moving in a different direction, right? When you're talking about shifting, Mm -hmm. you're moving in a different direction. Velocity Mm -hmm. is like being in the speed of something in a given direction, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have construction, which is dealing with building in a certain direction, right? Mm. And then you got unsounded points of view, which is dealing with direction as well. So Mm. how do you uniquely relate to the idea or the concept of direction? Damn, wait, you just, okay. All right. It's there. Yeah, 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 it's there. And I don't think that, I'm not gonna say it's not intentional, but I feel like it's in, it's an intentional coincidence almost because I think that that's just a theme that I definitely think about a lot. Like I think about evolution. I think about moving forward. Like I feel like those are themes. And so I guess it makes sense that my mind would automatically just be like, yeah, we building. Yeah. We moving. Yeah. You know? Um, But that's crazy to point out. That's something for me to, take in real quick i noticed that like every one of your projects has something in some way to deal with direction Mm. so you know think about that man because it it seems like it's manifesting in your music Mm -hmm. so while we're on the topic of direction i'd like to ask you know just kind of following that topic what would you tell the people as far as what's next for maasai musically like is there possibly another air album in store? Like where's where's the next step for Maasai? Um, well, for sure, there's gonna be a lot of, you know, I'm gonna dip into the facets of other artistic disciplines as far as what the shifts is concerned. There's gonna be, you know, visuals and things of that nature coming very soon. Um as well as, you know. You know, Air, we're definitely going to drop something and have this be a continuous project. It's probably going to be something that people are going to have to wait for, for sure, Um, because we're going to take our time with it. Um, But, yeah, I'm just going to keep, you know, 
keep releasing things. My vision definitely is, you know, multidisciplined. Um, so there's definitely going to be a lot of that. Dope, dope, dope. So, Masai, I, I, I just want to, you know, pause to just say thank you so much for taking the time with me. Um, I really appreciate, you know, just the, the moment that you gave tonight. In closing, I just wanted to ask you this last question. If you had to define yourself, right, how do you see yourself now as an artist? And what would you hope to evolve into as an artist? Mm -hmm. So dealing with who you are now, going to who you would hope to evolve into artistically. Mm -hmm. um, who I am now as an artist, I would consider myself to be, you know, uh, a searcher, searching, you know, um, and not in the same way that I was when I was younger, trying to find my sound or, you know, find what sounds good. Um, Cause I've been doing that for a while, but I think that who I am is, as an artist is, you know, diving into, it's a platform for me to dive into understanding also who I am as a person right now. And I think I'm in a, a space of searching. Um, so I would say that um, I'm a writer, a visionary, and I hope to be in the future someone who continues to evolve in vision and continue to execute, you know, the full range of the visions. Well said. I feel Thank like, you. no doubt, no doubt. I feel like there's so much more for you, right? Like, I feel like even though Velocity is such a dope project and we're getting with the shifts this year, like, I just feel like there's so much more, right? And you 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 create the, the perfect setup for people to be intrigued. So uh, I look forward to seeing your career flourish, you know, Thank continue you. to be you and represent lyrically like you do, you know? <laughs> So um, I, I'm definitely going to be checking out, you know, uh, and I mean, last year was like a really busy year for you. And I feel like we're still kind of early in the year. Um, so hopefully we see something else from you, you know? Yeah. You definitely will. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your kind ass words and for just having me and helping me come to revelations about my art and shit right now. <laughs> I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna meditate on that one. Yeah, man. Um, you're, you're you're promising. You know, like um, I've been uh, listening to music for a long time, particularly hip hop, because that's my love. You know, and um, I could definitely see, you know, like when somebody has the talent, and you and you definitely have it, and you you seem to have the work ethic too. You know, uh, I want I actually wanted to ask you about that. How have you been able to like kind of keep up? Like, cause you, I think you released like three projects last year, or you know, you were really busy last year. Like, how have you been able to, like, stay consistent? <laughs> well, I would say for sure, um, quarantine, you know, not doing shows. Because as I was saying before, I was really a, a freelance gigging artist, like gig to gig kind of thing, you know. 
Um, so I was at a show like every week, you know? I was always out. And if I wasn't, if it, if it wasn't me performing, it was me supporting a friend or maybe on a friend's set, you know? And I you know, you don't get the time on top of having an actual part-time, you know, job to, you know, pay for what I need to pay for. Um, yeah, you just don't have the time really to dive in to your creativity as much. And over quarantine, I was able to put my full energy into that. I was in solitude, just like, you know, searching, you know? Um, and so I was able to produce lots and lots of content then. Um, and now I feel like I'm in a, a good workflow of execution. Like that has me on a, on a track. Dope, dope. Yeah. yeah, I mean, quarantine did a lot for a lot of people's creativity and production. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully a lot of people, if they were able to, you know, um, they um, they were able to just tap in to their creativity. And mm -hmm. I can see that, you know, we got a chance to see the fruits of that labor for you and and J Words as well. So, yeah. So Thanks. thank you again, Masai. I want to wish you all the best. And like I said, I'm going to definitely be checking out new music from you and really just going back to some of the stuff that I need to go back to again. Cause that air album, I, I really, you know, like, is you like, you can't get enough of it. You, you know, you keep going back and getting new stuff. So mm -hmm. that's pretty dope. So to all of our listeners and viewers out there, thank y'all for tuning in to out the box talks. Remember next Friday, we have another episode. Um, all of the links to the website, the, you know, the um the Patreon page, our merch store, they'll be in the description box below. So um again, keep it keep it locked. Every Friday we put out a new episode. And uh we'll see you guys next week. So I just want to say peace, love and light. Stay focused, stay healthy, and we see you next time. We out of here. Thanks again, Masai. Thank you so much. And we are out of here.